Welcome to the People First Podcast, podcast on HR for churches and ministries. I'm your host, Tim Foote, Vice President of Experience at Slingshot Group, joined today by Louis Galluccio of Missio Benefits. Well, hello there. And Kessid Berry, Search and Coaching Associate with Slingshot Group. Hey, guys. Our topic today is the sometimes overwhelming world of benefits, but here's the good news. It doesn't need to be that complicated. But before we tell you why, let's do a brief overview of the organizations represented in our discussion today. Lewis, tell us about Missio Benefits. Yeah, Tim. Missio Benefits is an association health plan. So it's along the lines of what we'll be talking about today with the crazy world of benefits. And um, if you are an HR benefits person, uh, you'll be interested in this. It's an association health plan for Missio Nexus. It's the largest evangelical Christian association in the U.S. And this is taking your average church, school, nonprofit, essentially the faith-based community, aggregating them, and then providing all of us collectively you know, benefits akin to Amazon or Boeing or something like that as far as technology and rates and resources, etc. Well, Lewis, I'm glad you're on this podcast because you know a lot about this stuff. I, I promised everyone here, and I promise all of you listening, we'll keep it in common terms. I won't go into all our craziness that we tend to get in in insurance stuff. So uh, ah, we'll, little, we'll, keep, we'll keep it down to earth. A little crazy is not that bad. Maybe just a little. Yeah. So Kesset <laughs> and I are with Slingshot Group. We help people love their work, build remarkable teams. Kesset, chat a bit more about what we do. Yeah, so we have the pleasure of working with churches around the country um, to help match them with amazing candidates that are going to fit their culture, fit the the role responsibilities, and ultimately move ministry forward on their team. And so we get to really build some amazing relationships with some amazing leaders. Um, and also through that, we do some coaching. Um, it's a really fantastic opportunity if you have an individual on your team that just needs to move the ball forward in one area or another or grow in their leadership, um, maybe add more strategy to their volunteer recruitment, um, someone that can walk alongside of them and partner with them as they take their next steps and level up. Not only on the coaching side, but when we're walking through transition with leaders, uh, as they uh, look at new roles and new positions, we often have to talk through uh, benefits packages with them. Um, personally, I've been in ministry over 25 years, and uh, I was often this guy, Lewis, that didn't go to the meetings. Oh, no. <laughs> I, would, them. I would send my spouse, and she <laughs> loves this kind of stuff. Um, but before we get into why you need to go to the meetings, uh, Kessa, tell me real quick about your HR role at Life Church. So at Life Church, um, I started as a the HR administrator. So high task, uh, lots of printing papers and filing things and scheduling meetings and working with the team, um, which I loved because I got to know everybody that way um, and had an amazing team as we grew, as the need grew for HR. Um, and to really serve our team well, we kind of split off and eventually created a recruitment um, team. And so I got to lead that team as that as it grew. Um, and so I had some hand in benefits. Uh, definitely got to to serve our team when it was open enrollment because uh, you know that's the Super Bowl for the HR team. Uh, so it was all hands on deck whenever that was happening. So had a little bit of experience with that there. That's great. So, Lewis, talk about communicating these benefits. Why did I need to be at the meeting? Well, <laughs> it, yeah, why do you need to be at the meeting? 
um, it impacts you, impacts your wife who you're sending on your behalf, which we're going to change after this podcast, impacts your kids, impacts your finances, um, and it will ultimately help you be satisfied in your work, in your calling, in your ministry. Um, it matters, buddy. So we're going we're gonna to change that today. Um, this is this is the Super Bowl. It is Easter and Christmas for HR departments, uh, <laughs> as as many say. Um, and it is a huge. Everything comes down, and we say this. It's not so much what you offer. You could have the best bon- benefits program in the world if it is not communicated well and understood by your people. You could be wasting money. You could have this amazing, wonderful thing that could bless your ministry that is. All for naught if you're not having your people actually understand how to use it effectively and how it works and be confident um, engaging. So that's the focus. That's what this podcast is going to be about is how do you actually connect the dots Mm. between this huge investment in your people and your actual people, connecting people to benefits. Mm. So tell us a bit more about that. I mean, it, it was it was a whole new language to me. Uh, I obviously not from around here, and spent my first ten years in ministry in Australia, where we had socialized medicine, and this is not how it worked. And so I, you know, I had to learn just the basics. And a lot of this for you, Lewis, is 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 educating. Oh yes, talk about that. It, yes, um, education starts with any communication. If you know, if, for your for the other folks in your ministry, whether they're the IT or the video team or whatever, the experience team, it's all, what are we aiming at? What are our goals? And we want less is more. So we generally consult with large organizations or small as, look, there's a lot of stuff here, medical, dental, vision. How do you enroll? Uh, how do you deal with life events? What are all the parameters for guarantee issue? Like, okay, pause. What are like two or three things we really want to focus in on? What are our communication objectives? And you can actually keep it. The, the less um, complicated it is and the easier you present it, the more people will actually respond. Um, and you want it to be easy things that um, are achievable for your folks. So that's the first thing. What are our goals and objectives? And sometimes they're really, really simple things. So we've actually had uh, a few times where it's like, you know what? Why, why did... Why do 20% of our people use the ER when statistically only 10% should? Like, what's going on? And what, what you have is, is a lot of folks that, you know, they're a kid screaming at 3 in the morning. They have no idea they can pick up the phone and, like, FaceTime a doctor and it doesn't cost them anything. And they just run to the ER because they're not educated. They don't know how to use their benefits. So stuff like that, really right. simple things sometimes that go the longest way um, and kind of taking the fear out of all the stuff tied to benefits. Mm. It was amazing to me the first time I got a an antibiotic prescribed over the phone. Mm. And that was an education piece from my wife who was at the meeting. <laughs> <laughs> but but it's amazing learning that stuff and how, and how to use that stuff. Um, enrollment time, uh, you call it the most wonderful time of the year. Ah, <laughs> Talk yes. about that. Yes, yeah, so it, it is, that's the Super Bowl. And so a few things here. First, pre-enrollment, what do you, how do you get butts in chairs? Because ultimately, if people don't show up, whether they send their spouse or not, uh, your investment in all this stuff for your people will not be effective. So uh, again, less is more, but get it, pre-enrollment communication, actually have a pre-enrollment communication strategy. Um, and there's, there's a lot of stuff you can do. Um, paper generally is bad. 
unless it's like a poster, if you have a lot of people in one location, you know, put stuff up in the bathrooms or in the lunch uh, areas or in the, the stairwells where people are actually going to be. But then use technology because it's cheap and, it, and it's easy to do. Uh, we actually have uh, who here has, you know, we all love Elf, right? Mm. Who doesn't love Elf? Come on. And Buddy, uh, Buddy has a saying. He says, I just love to smile. Smiling is my favorite. So we had uh, for, for one ministry, we actually have just a, it's a save the date flyer. And we put Buddy the Elf and he says, I just love open enrollment. Open enrollment is my favorite. And it's that you can picture Will Ferrell just all excited with his hands clenched about open enrollment. Um, and it's just dumb stuff like that. that what goes... about what about the angry elves, though? Because there are angry elves at those meetings. You know what? We, we avoid the angry elves. We, yeah. Buddy can deal with those. Yeah. He... <laughs> Nothing that a smile and a laugh and, and maple syrup can solve. And yeah. Pharrell, right? And Pharrell. I'll get to Pharrell. I'll get to Pharrell. So have a strategy to get people there. Part of that, have, have advanced communication on raffles. Actually make it fun. And this is where Pharrell comes in. Create a culture, an environment around open enrollment. If, if you don't create the context and the flavor people walk into, they will create it for you. I promise you that. And a lot of times with benefits, it's not necessarily positive or what you want people to be carrying with them into your meeting. Um, Create the scene, create the culture for benefits, get people excited, keep it light, keep it simple, raffle prizes, advance, communicate that. Hey, if you show up, you need to sign up on our little, you know, just send out a, a Google invite thing and have them actually sign up. And if they advance, sign up and do it for them, do it for their spouse. So by the way, all four spouses coming, that's really important, by the way, make it a family event because it does impact families. Get them to sign up so they have an opportunity. And you don't have to spend a ton of money, like $5 Starbucks gift card or whatever, or we'll give you half a day off on a, and we'll pay you. Whatever it is, is fine. Or you get to have lunch with a manager. Um, but get people in and uh, so to that that's point, how you do it. To that point, one, Kess, I'd love to hear how you motivated people at Life Church. Um, because we're talking hundreds of employees. But then I know on this call, we've got people listening who have two employees or three employees or 10. So we've got lots of different sides of 10. I want to hear about that, but Kessa, how did you guys used to do it? So I think it <laughs> it's going to sound awful, but it's almost like this perfect balance of fun and fear. Hmm. <laughs> like you kind of want to also communicate to them, here's your worst case scenario. If you don't get this right, here's how bad it could go for you and tell some awful story. Um, we would joke about doing that. I don't know if we ever actually did it, but we wanted to. Oh, we had them. Yeah. Um, and so we would try to do things like, and, and really my team was great at this. Um, we had some really fun people on the team. So anytime we would have a meeting that we knew, you know, you're going to start seeing the the empty eyes and just watch your words go in one ear and out the other. Um, bring our fun, you know, our most fun people to do some icebreakers and to do things like like he's talking about um, to try to make it something they look forward to, um, but also give it to them in bite-sized pieces. So any little nuggets we could give in advance, um, you know, Tabby and her team would maybe make a video of, hey, did you know? you know, with this new year of benefits, we are actually adding this great thing for our team. Like it, it might be a trip um, to the dentist. <laughs> <Yay>. <laughs> yes. Um, but any benefit that was be, being added, like one year, 
um, this impacted me directly. Um, we went on our short-term disability. If you were out for maternity leave um, uh, previously with my first child, um, we were paid 60% of our salary during those weeks that we were off. Um, but then when I had my second child, uh, it was at 100%. So we had no financial impact of having a new child, which can be for some, um, create a difficulty. And so it was a wonderful, um, you know, add to our benefits to have that for us personally. Um, so we would always make sure we would highlight those things when we knew people were going to be excited about. Um, so they would be more engaged with the other information we were providing. So, and the team was great at that. I had less to do with it. Uh, kudos to Tabby and her team because they were the, the experts on that. So who's ever showed up to a benefits meeting? And um, you, but Tim, obviously not. We know Tim. Tim, when, you're, when your wife shows up to a benefits meeting and you get handed a packet mm -hmm. that's like 100 pages thick yeah. from, with all this stuff from the insurance companies, and no one, no one, I mean, honestly, may, maybe my wife would because she's very detail-oriented. I don't read through that stuff. I don't, my husband I, reads I'm just like, my wife what's, does. Cover what, to cover. What are the key things here? But a lot of people don't read through that. And a lot of it's really hard to understand. I mean, the language in insurance company, and there's, there's valid reasons for compliance and legality. There's stuff you got to do. But it's not always fruitful to just dump and run on our employees, on families. And so uh, one thing we recommend, um, <clears throat> if you offer benefits, you likely have a partner, a broker, a consultant, somebody, um, have them build a benefits guide that's just a simple, quick, that, that you know, has a little disclosure. You know, for, for all the details, please reference the, you know, Cigna benefits summary, blah, 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 right? But have a summary that's super easy and make that your meeting. Do not, I would at all cost avoid focusing on the vendor provided documents. They are confusing. This I've been through it. Trust me on that. Have a custom thing. Have a have your logo on it. Have a picture of your church or your school or um, if you you know if you if you're a, a, a sponsor a child ministry, have a picture of kids on your benefits guide. Something that communicates your culture. And make it real for people that way. Um, who who edits that benefit guide? Is it is that on the organization? No, we all have. You have a partner. Um, so generally, not always, but most of the time, um, if you have a benefits broker consultant, they're being paid. Okay, we're gonna get we're gonna get real here. They're being paid. Make it work for it. Yeah. They they they're there to serve you and make your life easy. Lean on your vendor resources, on your partner resources. That's their job. It's not a, um, you don't have to be shy or feel bad about asking them to, um, you know, earn what they're being paid. Yeah, it's it's a fair thing they ought to be doing. So lean on them, um, especially if you're smaller. I mean, you're not going to have the staff to deal with this stuff and you don't want to risk messing it up. And has it changed for smaller? Like we're talking hundreds of employees or we're talking 20 to 50 or we're talking five. What does it look like? How, how does it, it change? It's wildly different. Um, the core... The, well, I'll start at that. The core essentials of keeping it simple, engaging people, have an atmosphere. That's all consistent, whether you're really small or really big. Um, but I'll say this. If you're really large, um, you probably have a lot of resources, the small ones have, to in probably a bigger budget, right? Um, so you can do a little bit more. But either way, if you're small, have someone do it. 
have a fun environment, have Pharrell's happy or something playing when people come into your room and make, make it engaging and then have people help you. Have your broker come in or have, uh, and, and I would actually caution you on, this is a common mistake. A lot of times uh, vendors will send the vendors in to talk to our employees, okay? Um, so you'll have like the Cigna rep or the United Healthcare rep and they're amazing people and they know their stuff. Sometimes they're too smart where you kind of get things get lost in translation have if you're comfortable if you're if you have a larger team and you're used to this benefit stuff be the person who talks to your folks mm. if you have a if you're not comfortable with that have your broker or your consultant talk to your folks um, i've seen it so many times where you sit there and cigna starts talking and you're like oh dear god and you kind of start seeing it go off the rails and you kind of start seeing your people nod off and like, oh my gosh, where are we going? No, recover, recover, recover. Um, I've been in those meetings where I've, <laughs> it's awkward. You almost have to like stand up, say, okay, and then you bring it back on track. Mm. Um, so just just make sure you got the right people. You The resources are there. If you have a benefits program, you have a broker most likely, use them. And they know what they're doing. They'll do a great job. Thanks to innovation like you're doing at Missio Benefits, it's going to be more possible for smaller, smaller organizations, Missio organizations, to have benefits. And so some of these meetings for those smaller organizations might be happening for the first time. There should be a celebration component about now being able to provide those benefits. Amen. Amen. And, and, uh, and if, if you've not been able to do benefits because they've just not been affordable, and that's a reality. We, we have data that, you know, 65% of ministries of faith-based groups under 100 employees don't even offer benefits. And that's a problem. We, that's, there's an issue we need to address as a faith-based community. That's the reality of it. Um, but yeah, if we can do that, we need to celebrate it and we need to make it easy. By the way, um, you know, technology is a wonderful thing. If you're doing a meeting and you're not small, so you got multi-locations, throw it on a WebEx or a Zoom meeting and record it. And then send the recording out to all your people that weren't able to attend because you're going to have people like Tim that send their wife. And that's, and you know, or, or the, there's a family that is on vacation or they have a family thing going on. Um, it's really, really important they get that content and it'd be just easy to push a button on, on an email and play it. In fact, at Slingshot, we're a virtual company. And uh, for our full-time employees, that's how we do it. We do it on Zoom. We record it. And uh, I'm sad to say that neither my wife or I could attend the last one. So we yes. watched. she watched the recording. <laughs> yes. Uh, and so that's it, really helpful. It, it, in general, paper is the enemy. Right. Right. So I'm the, allergic to paper. Uh, oh, actually. my goodness. <laughs> and, and bread, right? <laughs> right. No bread, no paper. <laughs> so, so don't have bread at the meeting. <laughs> email out a blast to everyone with all because because there are there's legal requirements. You, you there's things you have to communicate. So the, you got it. The practical tactical has to be done, but do it electronically. Don't overwhelm your folks with all this craziness. Have it available in the meetings. So if people want it, it's in the back table. They can grab all the nitty gritty details that they would like. Um, but paper is generally the enemy. Um, use technology to your advantage. Make it fun. And then focus on the, the few key things that are you really want to hit on. Um, here's another story. Um, we had, uh, you know, not many people know with healthcare, you know, th this whole concept of from users of healthcare to consumers, you know, you go and buy a car. I mean, you're going on apps and online and you're going in and out of the store 20 times. You're bringing your kids to annoy the sales reps so they just budge on the price. Like you're doing all sorts of stuff to get the best car for your family. And then you have healthcare where literally 
the, the cost of care can be just as expensive, if not more as a, expensive as a car. And we just blindly walk in and say, just what do to me what you will and I'll accept it for what it is and my bill is my bill and that's life. It's like, no. And it's almost awkward sometimes as a believer because you, you want to do the right thing, but it's okay to negotiate. Uh, we actually say, if you have a bill, and this is just, I will say this to, I don't care if you're large, if you're small, if you have a bill, especially if it's from a hospital that's more than $500, you pick up the phone. And there's well, two, two ways to, two yes, ways to do this. Yes, pick up the phone, yes. call, negotiate. Fight it. <laughs> negotiate. It is, it is, it is legal. You can do that. It's amazing too. You'll, you'll, I didn't know this until I was in the situation. I didn't know I could negotiate my billing. And so I would, I figured it out cause I was being billed for something I shouldn't have been billed for. Um, so always question every, every bill you get, uh, it, question the fool out of it. it because you can negotiate. You pour your heart out and tell them the truth. So I, I literally, um, you know, we have three kids, and you know, when when especially a few years ago, like times were tight. You know, we're, we're paycheck to paycheck, all that stuff, figuring it out, paying off our debt. I get a bill. I'm like, look, I want to pay you. And I had a, I was sitting. We had our third child. I'm sitting on like a twelve hundred dollar bill. I'm like, I want to pay you, and I want to do the right thing. I have an HSA. I have a high deductible, and based off my contributions, my HSA. I can only afford this much. As like, but here's the thing, like what I'd like to do and just give them the terms and, and talk to your spouse about it, pre-communicate, hey, what can we pull off? And we ended up getting about $400 off our bill and we set up a payment plan. Right. And my payment plan, I set it up where it was less than I was already contributing into my HSA. So I knew from a cash flow perspective, I'd at least have that nut covered every single month because yeah. I knew what was going in my HSA. And it made it really not that bad. Um, and so that's the type of stuff where, I mean, that you want to make it real, hit on that in your open enrollment meeting. Like empower your people to steward their, pro, their program well. Back to paper being the enemy, I'd love, Kessa, to get your thoughts uh, about using technology instead of paper in communication to staff, like, you know, selfie videos, like fun stuff you'll talk about. In fact, we're recording this podcast in Phoenix, and Phoenix actually has the first car vending machine where you can buy a car on an app. And so the, the, it, it's interesting to talk about technology and how that changes. Yeah, Thanks. I mean, definitely videos. Um, anytime you can put something in a person's ear hole versus having to make them read something. Um, and even better if you add a visual element to it. Um, I think it was near the end of my time there at Life Church. they figured out like, let's actually animate this because uh, they had a team to do it and finally had um, some, some leverage to ask the creative team to do it. Um, so they actually made some little animated pieces to go into their the videos they were put, putting out for open enrollment um we were completely paperless and uh the brokers did a ton of work when it came to open enrollment mm -hmm. to where our actual staff uh weren't doing the lion's share of open enrollment our broker was doing it amen um we've all been in the situation where um even if you try to go paperless with communication sometimes you get oh here's your here's your dora enrollment form that you have to fill out that's six pages long and has all these questions and is confusing and people forget mean to sign kids, every page. Is that the kids' cartoon character, Dora? No, this is the that's evil the Dora insurance I know about. Department of Insurance form. And what's an HSA? What's a PPO? Anyway, 
You, in, in the Dora form, if you're in a small group program, which likely is, is a good chunk of, of those of you listening, you're dealing with Dora forms. You're dealing with all sorts of, so think about it, a healthcare form that's five or six pages long, a dental form that's however many pages, life insurance, disability, vision, HSA. I mean, it gets crazy really, Start really quickly. hot and clammy over here. Really? I mean, it's like, really? And, this, and, it, and it's overwhelming. Two things on this. Again, just like it's legal to negotiate a bill, it's legal to have a consolidated enrollment form. You can do that. So you can take all the complexity of, oh my gosh, I have six vendors with six insurance programs and all this stuff and every page needs to be signed and God help me if I can't read somebody's writing and we have to do the back and forth thing. Take it into a one-pager or two-pager, consolidate it, Use your broker, this is not on you, and have them create a simplified enrollment form. Or even better, use a Ben Admin system. And a Ben Admin system doesn't have to be a, if you're small, if you're big, you probably use one already. If you're small, it doesn't have to be a big scary thing with a huge price tag. You can use a Ben Admin system just to do enrollment. And the price is actually really, really low if you do it that way. And oftentimes, if you press your broker, they'll pay for it for you. I learned I learned another thing that um, I heard about this guy that had all these huge medical bills and pa they panicked because they kept getting these past due notices. And so he put it all on a credit card, which wow. everyone out there, <laughs> this is news to you. You don't have to do that. Um, you as long as you are paying something on your medical bills, you're OK. Yes. Just pay something. That's it. Um, because. Yeah, didn't don't don't put it on a credit card. Uh, a you don't need of, to do that. A lot of times, um, they're just happy to be paid. Right. Period. Because yes. um, there's a lot of people that aren't ethical and don't pay their bills. Don't do that. But if you just just set something up, you agree upon, and you're good to go, um, for sure. For sure. So that speaks a little into post enrollment. What to expect? How you manage your expectations? Talk a little bit about that, Lewis. Yes. So once it's all done. We, there's a, you have to have clear expectations, timelines to receive stuff back. So don't just leave your employees in the ether of, okay, you know, I have these forms and I'll, I'll get them back to HR when I'm ready. Have clear dates, clear expectations, and also uh, communicate default enrollments. Highly recommended. So if someone just goes AWOL on you, which happens, this is, this is a reality, and they just do nothing, say, okay, well, if you do nothing, Here's what you're gonna be enrolled in. You're gonna get this healthcare program at this tier. We're gonna give you this, 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 this. You have a default and just say, if you do nothing, that's on you. We love you, but this is what you're gonna get because we think it's, you know, it's the broadest fit for all of you that probably makes sense. So pick something. So employee-only coverage on the least expensive healthcare plan, give them employee-only dental or whatever. Um, but pick something. That puts a lot of pressure, healthy pressure. And I love how we said it's kind of the, 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 you got to give them both sides, the carrot and the stick a little bit. So do that. Um, and, it's, and it's very helpful. Once you get your stuff, get that out to your broker. Do not, like, it's your job to get it. But once you have it, say, here you go, broker. Peace out. Thank you so much. We love you. I wash my hands of you. <laughs> <laughs> Don't try to deal with it yourself. Um, if, you, if you have a Ben Admin system, by the way, which, um, you know, uh, Little plug for Missio, this stuff is a pain. I mean, we're trying to talk about best practices, how to make it easier for yourself. 
part of Missio is to say, hey, you're a big organization, you're a small organization, you're going to get what the big boys have. You're going to have a Ben Admin system that actually speaks to Cigna or Aetna or Unum or whatever the company is. Um, so it actually all happens automatically. So there's file feeds and uh, it's just you push a button and boop and it's just done and people get their cards, right? So we're gonna we're just going to make it all happen automatically, which will be nice. Um, that's like a best case scenario, by the way, um, that usually you got to be pretty big to, to pull that off. But anyways, uh, get your forms to your brokers, have your brokers then set expectations based off how quickly you can get them everything. When do my cards arrive? People freak out on cards. So it's honestly in the big scheme of things, it's like, it's not the end of the world if you don't have your card, but people will freak out like, oh my gosh, I don't, I like, my son has a sore throat and I don't have my card. Like he's going to die. Like, you know, it's, it's okay, but, but set expectations and then also give your people resources. Cause oftentimes you can go online and pull your, an electronic version of your card and you haven't re actually received it. And it, you can, you two seconds, pull it up on, a, on your phone and just show the doctor and you're fine. But so just make sure people know how to access stuff. Mm -hmm. And then on an ongoing basis, have communication that hits those same three objectives throughout the year. Hit them again and again and again with the same things. And then have a strategy, whether you're big or small, to manage all the stuff that happens through the year. So life events, somebody has a baby, someone gets married, uh, if, you know, if there's a divorce, whatever it is, have some sort of pre-plan on how you deal with that stuff because it, its benefits, it will come up. So all your ads, your changes, your deletes, n have a plan or at least know your, make sure your team has a plan. Maybe that plan is just give it to our broker. And that's okay too. Um, also, Cobra. Cobra will happen. Couple of quick yes. questions. Um, backing it up. You said you, you, you don't have to have a car, but you could take a picture of it on your phone and just show that if needed. Is that right? Oh, yeah. And is there, is there going to be any kind of provision for like a virtual card at some stage? I don't like cards. I don't like paper. I like my phone. Oh, oh amen. Yeah. Yeah, most have an app. Yeah. Like a lot of the management systems out there now have an app and you just pull your app up and you're always logged in and you can, like you said, just provide the number. What they really need is the number and then they, the group number, and then they need the number on the back that you call to check on coverage. That's so. it. I'm waiting for that to happen with my license. So just use <laughs> hey, that as my... Hey, I will tell you, I have an Evernote, and my Evernote has, I have my health insurance stuff, and I have my driver's license because I am famous for losing that thing. Mm. And when you travel, you can actually print it. <laughs> you can print a copy of it. And if you've lost your license, and use it at the airport. Serious? Just another extra tip for everybody. Absolutely. <laughs> I use Keeper. That's a tip for an app that's great for passwords and numbers and all that kind of thing. Um, talk, Kessid, real quickly about your experience when you were HR at Life Church and uh, staff members who wouldn't show up at the meeting and wouldn't get their stuff turned in. Yeah, I mean, it was a constant frustration <laughs> thankfully you that know, was that was as much in my world uh well like lewis is saying like people that just think if i it'll take care of itself if i just wait long enough and procrastinate long enough it will just take care of itself and that's just not true and you know a lot of the people we were hiring were this was one of their first real jobs they'd never had insurance it, they were always on their parents insurance um and so really educating them um, was a challenge. Thankfully, that was Jen's job, not mine. Um, 
but we it was a constant challenge for sure um or people that just misunderstood something and i think anytime you know if you're in a meeting and you're just word vomiting on people and expecting them to retain that information um here's news that doesn't really work um put it somewhere easy to access for them have a q a as that person that's hearing all the questions note them down every time they're coming to you and then have a great resource for them to go to so you're not necessarily having to uh, have individual conversations every single time the same things come up if there's a trend there's something that wasn't very clear to most of the people that are coming to you go ahead and get ahead of that send out an email make a video put something on the staff facebook page whatever you need to do to to kind of get ahead of that and not spend all of your energy with the few people that just are clueless sometimes. On the other side of the spectrum, you've got some that are clueless that don't want to do anything. You've got others who want to ask endless questions in the meeting. And so one, how do you handle that? (laughs) And two, are there additional opportunities to do like lunch and learns or like brown bags for, for people who want to learn more about this stuff? Yeah, all of our meetings were eventually webinars. Um, where you know they had to type their questions in the chat, and then the right ones would be brought up and covered, um, and then taken note of if there were some that were really individual conversations, because everybody gets a little too personal in those meetings sometimes. They're like, well, I have this XYZ medical uh, history. <laughs> I, <laughs> I have to take this, this medication. Is this fungus? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes. I have to take this medication for the depression or what it like it just is not the venue and the environment for those conversations to happen. So here's what we always recommend at the end of the meeting. Because remember, you don't want your your insurance partners to give the content because it'll they'll lose your folks. They're amazing people, they're really smart, but maybe not who you want doing the presentation. However, the second that presentation is done, you sit them right there in the front for Q&A on stools or chairs or whatever you got, and you fire away. Employees, here's our experts. From, from the horse's mouth, ask your questions and let them take those questions because you get, I've been in meetings where, you know, I do this for a living and there'll be some question. I'm like, I have no idea, but thank God Cygnus here. Yeah. Because it, it, it's, it's impossible to know everything. So what about surveys, uh, employee, employee feedback, that kind of thing? Talk about that a little bit, Lewis. Yeah. It, um, it's always good to have the, your, your finger on the pulse of what your people are thinking and feeling. Um, and I like to do it before enrollment. So what would you like to hear about? What are your interests? And, and actually incorporate maybe one or two of those things in at some point. And then afterwards, what did you think? During the meeting, if you can pull this off with, with technology, and it's actually pretty easy because uh, they have like apps and you just do it on your phone, but you can have live feedback from your folks during the meeting where if you have like a projector or a TV, you they literally you know press one for this, two for this, and hit text to this number, and you can get their feedback there at the meeting. It's actually really engaging and fun to do. And a lot of times, um, you know, how many of you have used the telehealth app? How many of you have uh, uh, used the Uber thing to bring a, do- a doctor to your house? You know, all the stuff that's out there. That's There's really an Uber cool. thing. Oh yeah, we don't have time for that. Right. But there, make sure you understand what access points you have because geographically there are some there's a lot of innovation happening in healthcare right now 
um, truly. But, but survey before, during, after, and then throughout the year, hear from your folks. And it doesn't have to be anything fancy. Just, you know, survey monkey and blast it out. Or, hey, uh, you know, just an email to your team. If you, We want to just get a sense for if any of you are struggling with anything, if you have questions, if stuff's not working, please let us know. And just if no one responds, no one responds. But do something. And hey, remember, if you're sick, we don't want you here. Stay yeah. home. Try to keep your team healthy. That was my big thing. I was like, why are you here? Um, Go away. <laughs> I don't want your germs. I want to be sick. If, if, there's, if you're larger, um, you likely have some sort of wellness or incentive program in place. Make sure, if you're putting the money into an incentive, make sure it's communicated if you're going to spend the money and that people know how to optimize it. So for example, uh, sometimes like, hey, uh, we, you know, we really want you to do your biometric test or your health risk appraisal, your HRA, or we want to do you to do your preventative screening. And if you do this, you get X or Y, maybe it's money, maybe it's whatever. Um, just make sure people understand that. Cause if you're going to put the money out there, the whole point is to drive behavior. So just make sure it's communicated well. Are there wellness incentives for smaller organizations? Is that going to be possible? Oh, yes. So here's the thing. A lot of times you say, oh, our budget's too small. We're a small church or we're a small school. We only have four employees. That doesn't mean you have to put a bunch of money into a budget. You can actually align benefits to, to pay for your incentives. So here's what I mean. So many of you, we're going to throw out names here. The Duck, Aflac, right? You all have heard of that company. Aflac. Yep, there you go. Um, they have this thing called accident insurance, Right. And at one of the, so it pays you money if you get stitches or burns or break a bone or ACL, like all that type of stuff, right? It just gives you cash. Well, one of those benefits now that they've, they've added in, and there's, there's a, almost every company that does, you know, life, disability, you name it, has this product. It's called a wellness screening rider, and it'll pay that person money to go get preventative screening. So I walk to the doctor, get, get taken care of, and, you know, Aflac sends me $100, and by the wow. way, if you go do preventative screening with ACA, that's free for my family. I don't have to even pay for that doctor visit. So here's what you do. Instead of paying like whatever it is for an incentive, use that product and then communicate the heck out of it and have that be how you, you manage your incentive program. Have the insurance company pay your incentive. It's way better. Um, that's what we called an aligned incentive. So that's where we, uh, we, we leverage the system to work for us instead of against us. What about cross-organizational strategy? Mm, this is a big one, especially for larger organizations. Um, benefits is a huge investment, okay? It is a huge line item for a large organization. Cross-organizationally, from a strategy perspective, that just means you have to be able to reach, communicate, and have a adopt uh, agreement and alignment with your CFO, with your IT department, with leadership, um, with communications and marketing, all the various components of an organization need to be part of the long-term, the big picture strategy. The minutia, don't bring them into that. They'll get lost in five seconds. But the big picture, where are we? Where are we going? How much money are we spending? And where do we need to do to create uh, savings or to, to, to flatten our, our trend? they have to be involved in those conversations. So when we say cross-organizational consulting, it's getting all the various parties involved and something that ought to have that type of attention. 
That's great. As we close out our time talking about implementing benefits and best practices, Kessa, do you have any final thoughts from your experience in HR? Um, I just think, you know, trust the experts. Um, you don't have to know everything. You don't need to um, feel like you have the answer to every single question that's going to come up. Um, be willing to say, I don't know, but I can find out, or I don't know, but here's the number of someone who does. Um, because sure enough, as soon as you do have it all figured out, it's going to change again. So um, just take that pressure off of yourself. Be a, be a student of it, but don't have an expectation that you have to be an absolute expert on benefits and on all the terminology. Learn what you can um, and make sure you, the big things are the things that you, you do know really well. Mm. Any final tips from you, Lewis? Oh, you know, and we've said it a few times. It's just keep it simple. Um, Don't overthink it. Uh, Just what are the main little tidbits I want my people to get that align with that strategy we talked about, whether you're large or small, and just focus on those and then leverage your resources to, to build that for you. In the end, this is another way to really care for your people. And remember, don't be a Toby. Put people first. Thanks for listening.